Lord, and help us, Lord, just to give you the glory for it all and help us to come and worship you in our song and in its service. So in Jesus' name I pray, amen. And number 57, be thou exalted. Solid Rock. You may be seated.
John's going to come and give the announcements for today and, and leave you in the memory verse. Good morning, folks. Good morning. Hope I don't rain too, too loudly here, but praise the Lord for that. We would like to welcome Pastor Dan and his wife to, to Victory Baptist Church for preaching this morning and enjoying our service. And I do believe he'll be doing the afternoon service as well. So praise the Lord for that. A few announcements here. Uh, we have a, a lady uh, uh, family, a lady, Judy Scherer. Some of you may know her. Her husband went on home to be with the Lord on Friday. So just be praying for her family and uh, in, in this time of uh, homegoing for her husband. And just praise the Lord for that. Uh, Janice Strauss, um, she has a viral bug, so she's out today. So just pray for her. Um, I, there's no mention that it's the coronavirus, but uh, we do have Diane Wines. Uh, she has uh, mentioned that she has tested positive for the coronavirus. So just please pray for her and the family. Um, also, I just uh, noticed here that uh, my daughter, many of you know her, Jenny Solt, uh, and, and Matthew, Matt, her husband, and the kids. Um, she, Jenny has to go in for uh, several tests. She's been plagued with migraine headaches, and uh, so she has to, they found some things that they want to take tests on. So just pray for her and, and the family for the tests that are coming up. Um, also, the, today we can, we're going to enjoy the birthday of a, of a uh, person here, uh, uh, Mr. Doug Niner. So I hear that it's your birthday there, brother, so we'd like to sing happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear Doug, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Doug. All right, excellent. Take your, um, your things here. And the memory verse is on the second page there, so we'd like to say, to sing it, to, uh, sing it, say, say it together. <laughs> it's dangerous having me up front here, you know that, don't you? Psalm 119.76, let's say it together twice. It's raining, it's all over here. Psalm 119.76. Let I pray thee, thy merciful kindness be for my comfort, according to thy word unto thy servant. Psalm 119.76. Let I pray thee, thy merciful kindness be for my comfort, according to thy word unto thy servant. Thank you very much. Okay, for our next hymn, I ask you to turn to number 442, I Will Follow. 442.
Okay, for the next time, I ask you to turn to number 505, Lord, I Need You, and please stand for this one. Last song before the message. Pastor comes forward. Cynthia's going to give an update real quick, and then our guest speaker can come. And we also have special music too. So. (laughs) This is fun. We have a whole lot of things lined up for you today. I'm doing this weekly thing just to keep you updated because my husband obviously cannot get up and and say a few words to you and let you know what's going on and and just to keep you updated. I came up here because I was told I wasn't heard over there or not seen and so since we're doing this live stream I know my parents watch so they can also see. Um, I want to read some scripture first because um, like I said earlier this has been my anchor and through everything my husband and I are going through. God's word has just centered everything. It's been an anchor. It's keeping us. And so, um, actually, my husband um, is doing very well speaking, and he started this week with a speech therapist, and she was even amazed, and she said, wow, um, all your years of public speaking, I can tell, and it's helping. And so that was very exciting. And so she said, you know, find something to practice to read, well, of course, you know, we have God's word, and so I hear him in there, and he and I have been working on Psalm 145, so I told him, I thought it was the radio this morning, and it was him going through and working on enunciating and everything and, and reading this, and I just have to read this to you. I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. 
great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. And, man, isn't that uplifting? Um, I tell you, if you're feeling downhearted, get the word of God out. Read it out loud. Pray it back to God. I've been praying that back to God. I tell him, oh, Lord, I will extol thee, you know. If you don't know what to pray when you're praying, <laughs> that, that these are really good prayers to pray back to the Lord. But I just wanted to say all that to say, um, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. We have had so many miraculous answers to prayer within this past week. We had, within four days, we had 10 appointments. Many of the appointments are overlapping, where they're saying, okay, you get that, run over to the next hospital. You get that, we'll meet you at this office. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, where's next? Or who's coming to the house next? And that's kind of how it's been. But it's been amazing. God has been holding our hand. Underneath are the everlasting arms. The eternal God is your refuge. Do you believe that? Man, I'm telling you, God has been testing and trying and strengthening my faith like I've never had it before. And I'm, I want to pass it on, okay? I want to let my light shine and encourage you because so many of you come and, and you feel sad for me but, and for my husband. But we want to tell you, you know, God is encouraging our hearts. We were lifted up. Um, not that it's easy for my husband. I'm not saying I'm not making light of what he's going through. But God is carrying our, our load and carrying the burden for us. I just want you to know that and feel encouraged for us. And as you pray, God is answering our prayers. And I want to boast in the Lord. Um, we've, we have a lot of expenses going out. And because I was on the road back and forth so much, all the way up to Cedar Crest, I mean, I'm putting so much gas and You know the prices are going up like crazy. And... Um, God just, and I, I pray about all these things, and then some of the medications aren't covered, so we're paying for them. And, things. and, and I said, you know, I, I just pray to the Lord, and he's just, on Monday, somebody said, here's 50 for gas. God laid it on our hearts. We want you to have this. And I was like, and I'm learning not to go, oh, that's okay. No, thank you, Lord, and I'm taking it from the Lord. So God's laid on your heart. I'm, I'm going to say, oh, thank you. Thank you, Lord, because he provided um, the very next day, we came home for appointments, and there was a little gift bag on the door, and opened it up. Guess what? Another 50 in it for our needs. I said, Lord, <laughs> this is amazing. We checked the mail. We opened and the same day, there was uh, a beloved couple who used to be in our church, and we, you know, had a privilege of leading to the Lord, and, and, and they'd gone on, and, and they loved the Lord, and so the Lord laid on their hearts, and, and, and so it was a $200 check, and we're like, wow, and, and then the next day, my husband gets a check for $1,000. This is nothing small. I can't explain to you. It is raining provisions on us, and God is showing me, don't you worry about a thing. I've got it. Because um, one of the other things, my husband has to go to a dentist because he's going to have radiation on the mouth. And that's going to do some bad things, according to what they say. But the Lord's got it. So anyway, I had to get in immediately. So I'm learning to pray immediately. And and ask the Lord. Do you remember um, his name, George Mueller? He would pray, and God answered. I mean, he would not like. Oh, and I, I'm stop saying, "If it be your will." I think for me that was a lack of real faith and trust. Oh God, heal something. If it be your will. Well, I'm going to pray in God's will, but I don't have to always tack that on the end. I'm learning to pray and pray in faith and say, Lord. This is what it is, and I don't know how we're, because my husband doesn't have dental insurance, so I was thinking, oh, you know, but God is, like I said, we're, we have this coming in, so God's going to take care of that, and and I prayed because we needed to get in immediately, and I don't know about you, but it's hard to get into a dentist immediately. My husband didn't have one, and I, I did some searches on dentists near us and um, found one that had tons of five-star reviews. Okay, let me just ask the Lord. I'm going to call. Please get me an appointment. And I told the woman the situation and, you know, how imperative it was that my husband has an appointment right away. She got real quiet for a minute, and she says, Monday. We can get you in Monday. Okay, we'll take it. And I have other appointments on Monday, but I'm thinking, that's okay. This is, this is crucial. This has to be done first. I'll figure out the other ones. And she says, the only reason I can get you in is because we had a cancellation because we're booked through January. Well, I call that a divine reservation from God, don't you? So what I'm trying to tell you by, by boasting in the Lord, telling you all this, God will meet your needs. 
And so as you watch our lives, you see how God is working out everything he's going before us. And, and then, you know, being told all that my husband's going to go through with the radiation on the face and how terrible it's going to be on the neck and the head. But we have a doctor who's a palliative care doctor, and he deals with pain management. And they wanted us in right away. And he says, don't you worry, Loy. We're going we're gonna to be with you every step of the way, and we're going to help you with pain. We're going to be there, and I'm going to give you this extension so you call 24-7 if you need help and you just can't take it. We're there immediately for you. <laughs> praise God. Thank you, God. <laughs> so um, I think it's okay to raise your arms. That's praise God. So um, treatments are not going to begin until after Thanksgiving. So people asking me, radiation and chemo are going to be done together, but um, we will start just right after Thanksgiving. So God is going to go with us through this, and you're praying God's answering. I want you to know that. And also, please tell me if you have prayer requests because God's just giving me, <laughs> let me let me pray for you, okay? So um, let me know if you have prayer requests, and we'll, we'll keep this updated and, and bring them before everyone because I'd like to, you know, like have a circle prayer. We're all praying for each other, and you can get up and tell us your answers to prayer because it's such an encouragement when we say, praise the Lord, God did this. Okay, enough from me. <laughs> oh, they tell me of a home far beyond the sky. Oh, they tell me of a Storm clouds rise. 
All right. We'll turn in our Bibles to James chapter 1 and verse 12. We'll be looking at first. What of the... Rewards that we will receive, receive in heaven are crowns. We don't earn our salvation. That's paid for. But what a blessed privilege to earn the crowns that someday we lay before his feet as believers. So this, of course, you know already is going to take faithfulness on the part of the Christian or on the part of the believer. And the first crown I want to look at is the crown of life. And in James chapter 1, verse 12, blessed is the man that endures temptation. When he's tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. So already we know this crown to be earned by us is a crown for enduring testing, enduring temptation. We don't have to fall to temptation. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 tells us there's no temptation. Taken you, it's common to man. Others have been tempted. God is able to, with that temptation, make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. So there's no excuse for falling into temptation, although humanly we do. Now, there was a church of the seven churches in the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 2, that really was the church we think of as the church under persecution. It was the church at Smyrna. And boy, they went through a lot of suffering. There were one of the two churches the Lord commended, Smyrna and Philadelphia. And Philadelphia went through some trials too, but not like Smyrna. And how, many, how deep were their trials? Well, in verses 10 and 9 and 10, it says, Jesus says, I know thy works and your tribulation and your poverty, but you're rich. Laodicea thought they were rich. Jesus said, you're poor. You're really poor when it comes to spiritual things. I know the blasphemy of them that say they're Jews and are not in the synagogue of Satan. Philadelphia experienced the same one in Revelation 3, 9. But listen to this. How would you like to know ahead if you're going to go through these persecutions? Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison. They were going to go to jail for their faith. That you may be tried. You have tribulation ten days. Be glad when that's over with. Well, not so fast. Be thou faithful unto death. And I will give thee a crown of life. This means enduring testing and temptations and we never have to face that in America. Maybe we will someday. They were faithful in Smyrna unto death. They definitely would receive the crown for enduring testing and temptation. There's a lot of Christians won't get this crown. Turn to Matthew chapter 13 verses 20 and 21. And why won't they get this crown? Well, simply because when testings come, they fail the test. Matthew chapter 13, verses 20 and 21, tells us the parable of the sower, the seeds, the word of God. Christ is a sower. We who give forth the word of God are sowing a seed. But it falls on four different kind of ground. And this is the group in Matthew 13, 20, and 21. that says, he that received seed unto the stony places. You ever try to plant a garden like up in Susquehanna County or where, where it's all snow, stony? Pretty hard. The stony ground. And these are those who hear the word. And anon with joy receive it. Pastors get excited. I did. Wow, that's going to be a great addition to our church. You see how they're grasping the word of God? You see how they want to get involved? Wow, that's going to be an addition to our church. Only to find out that they didn't have root. 
the word of God didn't take root in their lives. And so they lasted for a while when there was some testing. But when tribulation or persecution arrived because of the word, the Bible, they're offended. Oh, Pastor, I, I didn't think we're going to have to go through this. I, I just wanted the Christian life to be an easy life. And now there's testing, there's trials, there's things I have to go through. And so in the football term, they drop back and punt. They just went, oh, no, forget about that. They will not receive, obviously, the crown of life. The second crown I see in Scripture is the crown of righteousness. 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8. 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8. Man, right now, Paul the Apostle is getting ready to get his, his head cut off. I remember Hyman Appleman in chapel at Bible School Practical said, and he would tap the mic, this doesn't work on this one, but it was a steel mic, and he said, there's Nero sharpening the axe. And Paul says, I'm ready to be offered the time of my departure is at hand. Now life's going to end. And Paul could say, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I didn't just start out and give up. I have kept the faith. Our brother has been here 26 years. I, I don't know how many young men pastored five to seven years and then had to take a sabbatical. Just couldn't take it anymore. No, Paul said, I, I finished my course. I didn't just start. I fought a good fight. I stood for what was right. And then I've kept the faith. It takes a lot for a Christian to keep the faith in the age which we live. But Paul said, and in this chapter here, verse 8, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me at that day. And we stand before the judgment seat of Christ. White throne, we don't have to, we're saved. Not to me only, but all them that love is appearing. So the crown of righteousness will be given to those believers who keep the faith and are looking daily for the appearance of our Lord Jesus Christ. Again, there'll be Christians that will not receive this reward. Matthew chapter 13, verse 22. Sometimes your seed falls and thorns and weeds grow up. Boy, you have to really clean that garden out. And he that receives seed, verse 22, among the thorns is he that hears the word the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, choke the word, he becometh unfruitful. These are Christians who the things of the world just take over. And the things of the world permeate their lives. They block out the word of God. If they're serving God, they're not serving God much. How tragic. And the third crown is the crown of rejoicing. 1 Thessalonians 2.19. This is really something to think about. 1 Thessalonians 2.19. Paul the Apostle says, For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing are not even ye in the presence of our Lord or Jesus Christ that is coming? He says someday Christ will come again. And when he comes, we will look around in heaven. Wow. Oh, boy, I had the privilege of ministering to that person, that one. I had the privilege of teaching Sunday school. I had the privilege of preaching the word when that one person was baptized, when they came to know Christ as Savior. And he says, this will be our crown of rejoicing, looking out there, seeing all those ones who we've affected for the Lord that are in heaven, it's the Christian workers or 
Christian, Christian workers are, are sold under his crown. Why is this? Daniel chapter 12, verse 3. After all, because as Christians, we're to be different. It's beautiful to look out on a, even a darkest night and see the, uh, see the beautiful stars in the sky. It's so dark. It reminds me of the world, dark in our sin. And yet all these stars are lights shining in a dark, uh, dark place. We as Christians... In Daniel chapter 12 and verse 3, that they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. See, like those stars in the sky there. They that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. You see that? We're lights in a dark and dying world. Psalm 126. Years ago, heard Warren Wearsby speak, and he said that a lady had said to him in the church, and you know, he had quite large churches, Pastor, I really don't think I've ever really won a soul to Christ or really done much for the Lord, so I am a Christian. And he asked her this question, when's the last time you wept over a lost soul? When's the last time you wept over spiritual uh, Actually, spiritual darkness in Christians who aren't walking with. When's the last time you left? He said, because until you shed tears, that kind of burden, you'll never do much. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Psalm 126, 5 and 6. He that goeth forth weepeth, bearing precious seed. You know, we sow the seed, the word of God shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bring his sheaves with him. You see? Uh, these are people that Paul, Timothy, you know? They, these are the ones. These are the ones. And so Paul said, that's our crown of rejoicing. And in Matthew 5, 14 to 16, we're told, These are the words of Jesus. Ye are the light of the world. A city set in the hill cannot be hid. It stands out. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. But on a candlestick that might give light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine. Before men they may see your good works. Not glorify you, but glorify your father which is in heaven. That's a crown of rejoicing. Next, I'd like to look at a crown that I really, I really covet this crown to attain it. First Peter chapter 5, verses 2 through 4. Yeah, I've been a pastor. I'm still out preaching. But the crown of glory is something I really look forward to someday. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 2 through 4, Peter says, The elders which are among you, I exhort you, I'm also an elder. I'm a fellow pastor. A witness of the suffering of Christ, a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Pastor, you feed the flock of God which is among you. Boy, there's too shallow preaching today in our churches, many of our churches. Feed the flock of God. That's the main job of the pastor. But also, that's the preacher part, but you ought to take the oversight to be the pastor. Not by constraint. There was a movement in the 80s, you know. I am the pastor. I'll hire the deacons. You listen to me. You, you do what I tell you. One pastor was wanting to move, and he wanted me to come preach in, uh, on Long Island. And he said, we've got to get a preacher in here at least two weeks after I leave. I said, why? Oh, he said, these, these people are like, you know, scattered sheep. They, they, won't, be, they won't make it. I said, what in the world did he, did he teach them? What did he do for them? You know, well, he had the constraint already. 
you know, take the oversight, not by constraint, willingly, not for filthy lucre, money, out of a ready mind, ready to serve the Lord, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. The pastor needs to be the example to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, boy, someday we stand before the Lord, ye shall receive the crown of glory that fades not away. I so want that shepherd's crown. I so want that shepherd's crown. It's a crown for the faithful pastor. And then next, I'd like us to look at, if I can get it loose, oh, here it is. I, I, it, uh, the, the fifth, the last but not the least, the incorruptible crown. 1 Corinthians 9, 25 through 27. Every man that strives for mastery, Paul said, is temperate in all things. But what will he give up to win a trophy, to win a prize in his sport? Now, he said, they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. I had trophies all around my house when the kids were in Christian school for their academics, for their sports, whatever. You think in their late 30s and early 40s they care about those trophies? I had to just get rid of them. They didn't, they, and then I found out they were of no value at all. They, this is a corruptible crown. But Paul said, we an incorruptible crown. I so run, not as uncertainty, I don't just run in place. So fight I, not as one that beateth the air. Here he's talking about the Olympic runner, the Olympic boxer, not shadow boxing. I keep under my body and bring in subjection that in any means, when I have preached to others, I myself become a castaway. Oh, brother, isn't it a terrible thing when the believer is living for the Lord and then they get into something sinful that affects their bodies? How many men have left the pulpit Dr. Dobson said out of 10 men that write to him for counseling, four of them, four of the pastors, their problem is internet pornography. <gasps> Ouch. See, we're, we're, we're to keep our body as a temple of the Holy Spirit. So this is the crown for temperance, or not self-control, spirit control. And you probably heard a lot of sermons on Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Oh, I'll die for the Lord. Listen, how are we doing a living sacrifice? Holy, acceptable to God, which is our reasonable service. And in doing that, Christians, oh, I'm watching churches today go downhill with this. Be not conformed to this world, but be transferred and move your mind. She may prove was that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God the incorruptible crown. And isn't it something that we could go our whole lives and toward the end, if we have not stood firm and fast, we could lose these crowns? Wow. Revelation chapter 3, verse 11. Jesus says to the good church at Philadelphia, Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast. Hold on to what you have, that no man take thy crown. So, well, what are we going to do with these crowns? The trophies are worthless after a while. Revelation chapter 4 and verse 10. The four and twenty elders, which represents the church from Pentecost to the rapture, well, if it's not the church, what is it? Watch this. Fall down before him that sat on the throne, worshiped him that liveth forever and ever, and cast their crowns before his throne, saying, 
And you know, the greatest thing the Lord is going to say to you someday is, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I will make you master over many things. Enter thou in the joy of the Lord. That's the greatest thing God's going to say to you. Jesus is going to say to you. But the greatest thing you're going to get to say to the Lord Jesus, if you've kept faithful with all these crowns, is thou art, verse 11, thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things for thy pleasure. They were created. The greatest thing you're going to say to the Lord when you stand before him, how are we going to do? Are we enduring the testing and temptation? Are we, are, are we keeping the faith and watching for Christ? Are we winning souls for Christ and doing Christian work? Am I, as a pastor, doing what I ought to do all my life? And that's to the end. How about, our, how about keeping our body in subjection, submission, with all the computers that can be used for such good today? There is such filth on the computers. Do we watch what comes into our mind through the TV programs? Do we walk away when at work when the unsaved are telling a story that we shouldn't hear? You know, all these things, all these things are important that someday we'll be able to cast our crowns before his feet and say, Thou art worthy. Thou art worthy, O Lord. Receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast cast all things, uh, created all things, and for all things for thy pleasure were created. Well, that's going to be a wonderful day. Lord, we pray that we'll receive these crowns because we've been faithful. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Who's leading us in our singing? Four ninety-seven. Search me, O God. Verse 4. Go ahead and close in prayer. I thank you all for being here today, and we ask you to stay for the second service, which we'll be having at 1 o'clock. Heavenly Father, we do just thank you so much, Lord, for this day, Lord, and just thank you for the, the guest speaker that we had today, Lord. We do thank you for him and his willingness to fill in as Pastor 
recuperating. Thank you so much, Lord, for your word. And continue just blessing this church, Lord, and continue helping us, Lord, through the rest of this week. And help us all, Lord, just to give you the glory for all that's done, Lord. Help us to remain faithful in our service to you in all areas. And help us, Lord, just to give you the glory for it all. Thank you once again. For Jesus' name I pray. Amen.